0: Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, The Tudor Assassin. Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson. Chapter 16. The Departure. Moonlight fell through the high windows to bathe the Great Hall. "'Will ran up to the royal table and helped the Queen to her feet "'whilst Astrid and Thomas did the same for the Professor. "'What did you do?' Astrid asked her. "'Oh, that's a long explanation full of fiddly equations. "'In short, I think I zapped it back to where it came from, "'with the assistance of Thomas here, of course.' "'What is this strange device?' he puzzled. "'Parts of my, er, transport.' I met the creature on the way here and discovered it had something of an aversion to the electrostatic power generated by the crystallisation of chronofluid, which I believe must have—she scanned a room of blank faces Uh, Sent it packing. You are some form of alchemist, it seems, the Queen observed. The Professor immediately bowed. In a manner of speaking, Your Majesty? Yes. And the assassin? Uh, No idea, ma'am. A spy, perchance, from some rival power? More than likely. And its arm, which resembled a demon's claw. A. some sort of sophisticated gauntlet? Elizabeth's suspicious stare bore into the Professor's skull. Very well. The Professor exhaled deeply. Master Shakespeare, you will accompany me in search of my cowardly protectors. As for these two, She indicated the mesmerised guards now laid unconscious at her feet. We must have them conveyed to the tower. Actually, ma'am, I believe they may have been under some sort of influence. They weren't. The professor was cut off by one of Elizabeth's eyebrows, rising threateningly at the interjection. We shall see. I thank you for your assistance, though I suspect these events may prove too fanciful for public debate. She paused with a wry smile. Tales of travellers and demons from beyond our realm of understanding are like to draw altogether too much suspicion. How did you? Astrid began, but the Professor placed a hand over her mouth. I fancy they would, ma'am. Master Shakespeare, I suggest you intimate to those in attendance tonight that this interlude was merely part of your performance. Yes, ma'am. Let us depart to reassure them. Of course. He began to lead her away, but she turned back to the Professor. Your name, good lady? Professor Cronomier, ma'am. I should hope, Professor, that no more demons might trouble my kingdom. I shall protect it, ma'am. You have my word. Elizabeth smiled, nodded, and left the room. The bright morning sun spread across the Thames. The rattling of carts and the chatter of the crowd on the streets was punctuated by hammering and rattling. At the bank of the river, the professor was busy reassembling her machine. "'I really am sorry, my dear thing,' she soothed, tightening various fastenings holding the hourglass in place. "'I know it must have hurt, but it was the only way to stop it. "'I just hope I've not done you any permanent damage.' "'What the hell?' came a disbelieving voice behind her. She turned to find Astrid staring open-mouthed at the machine. "'Ah, Astrid, I thought you were at the cart-horse. Is this it? It is, ain't it? That's what brought you here.' There was nothing left to hide. "'Yes, Astrid, this is my, um—' The words still stirred butterflies in her stomach. "'This is my time-machine. Blimey, how does it work? Best not to ask, dear heart—' I'm not sure it still does after having to pull the poor thing apart last night. And if it's all fixed, then I shall be on my way. Holla, my lady, called Will as he and Thomas emerged from the passageway leading from the busy street. What is that? Thomas gasped in wonder at the sight of the machine. Oh, just a prop of mine. I dabble in theatrics myself. You don't look half bad without all that paint on your face, Astrid chirped, nudging Thomas in the ribs. He laughed and looked at the floor. How are things at court? The professor asked as she began putting her tools away in the compartment beneath the marble platform. It appears those in attendance accepted the ruse of the creature being part of the play. The players took rather more convincing, of course, but the promise of patronage soon put pay to that. We're performing again tonight, Thomas smiled. The actual play this time. Well, break a leg, the professor grinned, closing the compartment and getting to her feet. "'I should hope not,' frowned Thomas. "'Indeed,' Indeed, Will concurred. "'Once tonight is through, we've all manner of new parts for young Thomas here to con.' "'More women and spear-bearers,' the young actor said glumly. "'I think you've earned better than that,' the professor grinned. "'I quite agree,' Will replied, and Thomas's eyes widened. "'Really? Well done, Tom. Out of a dress and into tights!' Astrid laughed and hugged him. "'You must join us for the performance tonight,' said Will. "'I'm certain it will prove rather less eventful, "'though hopefully just as dramatic.' "'I would love to, Will, truly,' the Professor replied. "'But I really must check my, uh, prop is still fully functional, "'and that task requires me to return home.' "'Need a hand?' asked Astrid, moving to her side. "'I I don't think that would be wise.' "'Ah, oh, come off it. I can keep you company.' Journey should be undertaken in company, good lady, said Will. Astrid, you'll recall what I told you about changing things? Nobody's going to miss me, are they? I ain't in any history book. What do you mean? Thomas puzzled. The Professor looked into Astrid's dark eyes and recalled what the Wraith had said before being sent back to the Vortex. The little lost child. Something swirled in her stomach. An instinct. Very well. Yes! See you, chaps! Astrid cried, skipping up to stand on the marble platform. Goodbye, Thomas, said the Professor, shaking his hand. Thank you with all of my heart for your help. And will. She paused, uncertain of what to say. He preempted her. A gift for your departure, my lady, he said, presenting Marlowe's dagger to her, just as she had to him the day before. She took the present and smiled sadly. Thank you. I hope we shall have cause to meet again. The Professor nodded, and then dashed to the machine. A gift of my own. She handed the knife to Astrid and picked up the vibrant orange flower she had revived in the vortex. She handed the plant to Will. To remember me by. Quite beautiful. Her or the daisy? Astrid smirked. Will chuckled. You said that you must be on your way, but I see no horse, he observed, looking around the riverbank. Let me show you, the professor grinned, a sense of mischief overcoming her. The chance to stun one of the greatest minds in history was too enticing. She ascended the marble platform beside Astrid and began pulling levers. The colour serum in the glass bottles started to bubble. Steam hissed from the depths of the machine. The ethereal hum rose to fill the air and the copper blades began to turn. The Professor looked up at Thomas and Will. There are more things in heaven and earth, Will. Live well. She reached up, pushed the hourglass into motion, turned all manner of dials and threw one final lever. In a flash of silvery light, the Professor and Astrid were gone. What in the world? Thomas laughed in wonder. He ran up to the space where the machine had been standing and spun around in the dying whirlpool of air it had left behind. Such magic. Will looked up to the clear blue sky. More things, indeed. Fare thee well, sweet lady. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomia, an unbound theatre production. The Tudor Assassin was written by Dario Knight. It was performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin MacLeod.